person that's in this building. I thank you, my God, for what you're going to do in here this morning. We take the limits off of you. We take the boundaries off of you. We're saying in here that we're believing you for the impossible, and we want to live in the impossible because that's where you dwell. We glorify you, and we lift you up in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen. Now read with me right here. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by what? And hearing by what? The word of God. Now go to the first note right there, Dave. I want you to write this down, and I need you to take notes in here this morning. The Greek word for hearing. Now what does it mean when the Bible says to hear? Because most of us, when we hear the word hear, we just mean, well, I heard somebody say something. Well, what did they say? I don't know, but I heard it. That's not what the Bible's talking about in here this morning. So we need to know what does God mean when he says faith comes by hearing. The Greek word for hearing here is akeo. And it means properly hearing used of what? An inner, somebody say inner, spiritual hearing that comes with receiving faith from God. So what kind of hearing does God want me to have? He wants me to be in tuned on the inner man to hear the word of God. In other words, I might be hearing what God is saying with these ears, but it needs to go into my inner man. So in other words, when we tell somebody to listen, we're really saying, I want this to sink in. Come on. I want this to get on the inside of you. So, in other words, when God says faith comes by hearing, it means it's when you take the word that you're hearing and you put it on the inside of you. You need to hear something from the inner man. Now, how many knows that God does not speak out here? He can. I need you to understand that. He can. He can speak audibly. And most people say, well, I want God to speak audibly to me. You know what that means? Then that means you want God to be in the flesh. You see, that's the only way he could talk to the Israelites was because the Israelites were so in their flesh, he couldn't talk to them on the inner man. But now the Bible says that we have his spirit, amen, which is an inner witness. Come on, somebody. That inner witness bears witness with our spirit. So when God speaks to us, how does he speak to us? Through an inner witness. So the Bible says, and in the Greek, go to the first note right there. Watch this right here. It is not what we are hearing on the outside, but it's what's penetrating on the inside. Most of you, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. There are some things that you don't remember what people said yesterday. But then there are other things that really penetrated you, and you can remember it all the way back from third grade or fifth grade or high school or whatever. And it could have been the littlest thing. But because it got on the inside of you, you remembered it, right? You took heart to it. God says, this is how I want you to do with my word. I want it to penetrate you. I want it to stick with you. Because faith is. And the Greek word says that faith is by hearing. It doesn't come by hearing or come by hearing. It is by hearing. So faith exists by Hearing. So it's very important what I'm listening to, amen? 
You say, where are you getting that? I'm going to let you know here in just a second. Go, so it's very important what is, that, what is the loudest voice in my life. Write that down. It's very important what is the loudest voice in your life. So we've done established this morning, and I want to get it, before I get into this really good, I want to lay the foundation. So we've already established this morning that hearing is very important, right? That it produces faith in us to believe God. So it's very important what the loudest voice is in our life then, right? Why? Because you know very clearly the loudest voice in your life is the one you're going to pay attention to. Amen? If I say, hey, Stephen, he might not have heard me. But I guarantee you if I say, hey, Stephen! Right, glory to God. He's going to, it's going to grip him, isn't it? Mm. So go to the next note. Faith is divine persuasion, so faith must be what? The loudest voice in my life. So if faith comes by hearing, it is by hearing, and I'm going to listen to what's the loudest voice in my life, then I have to make sure this morning that faith is the loudest voice that I'm hearing. Can somebody say amen? So I have to make sure, because let me tell you something. Situations and circumstances, you know what they'll do with you? They'll scream at you. You know what I'm talking about. When things pop up in your life, what does it do? It seems like it literally is screaming at you to be the loudest thing in your life. But that's when you got to wake up and understand that faith has to be the loudest voice. Because I'm going to tell you one more time. Whatever is the loudest voice in your life is what you'll be paying attention to. So I need to make sure that faith is the loudest voice in me. When my body is screaming. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When my body is screaming, I need to make sure that by his stripes, I was healed, is screaming louder. Come on, Come on this morning. Y'all got to wake up. That means, listen, if the enemy says you're not going to be able to pay your bills this month, I have to start screaming, he is my Jehovah, Jireh, my provider. You have to get loud with this thing because if it's louder than your faith, you're going to start believing it. <laughs> Go to the next note, Brother Dave. Write this down. Things in life tend to get loud sometimes. So whatever's the loudest is what I'm going to listen to. And whatever I'm listening to is what I'll believe. Very simple, isn't it? Whatever I'm listening to is what I'm going to believe. You see, most of you, see, many people, they get offended when you start telling them that they shouldn't listen to certain kind of music. They shouldn't watch certain things. <laughs> the whole point of it is, is because you're listening to something that's not producing faith. Amen? You're listening to something that's not producing faith in you. When you listen to songs about getting drunk and your wife left you and blah, 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 that's not producing faith in you. 
Somebody talk to me. Oh, I just listened to the beat. You lying dog. You ain't listening to no beat. Words are powerful. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, words are powerful. You see, and as you go deeper in God, watch this. As you go deeper in God, it's going to begin to convict you more. You'll see and you'll realize that when you first got saved, you could watch certain stuff on TV and it didn't bother you. Come on, it didn't bother you. But now that you've got closer to God, now that you've gone deeper in Him, now you, you, you watch that and you say, I can't watch this. It's got so much cussing in it. It's got so much language. I can't watch this junk. Why? Because you understand that it's not producing faith in you. So whatever is the loudest voice is what I'm going to believe. Go to 1 Peter 5.8 for me. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as what? Y'all got to help me, as what? Walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Go to the first note there. The enemy's objective, you got to write this down. The enemy's objective is to drown out the voice of God's word so that your faith is weakened. You understand, and I told you earlier, that you understand that when situations come forth, when circumstances arise in your life, what does it do? It's not quiet. It is screaming at you. It is screaming in your mind. It is screaming in your thought life. It may be screaming on the outside of you. And the reason for that is, is the Bible says the devil goes about as what? A roaring lion. You see, I found out that he likes to make a lot of noise. Come on. And he likes to make himself look bigger than what he really is. That's why you walk by faith and not by sight. I got to get some help in here this morning. That's why you don't go by what you see. You go by what you know in God. Because the enemy will prevent or present himself as a big thing. And he'll try to make a lot of noise. Why? Because as long as he is louder than your faith, your mind and your focus is going to be on what he's doing in your life instead of what God said. Come on, somebody. That's what's going to happen in you. But that's when you need to stop and say, wait just a minute. They'll, they'll scream at you. And people say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, you know, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, 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 don't, I don't have any peace in my mind, and I don't have any this and that. Have you tried screaming back? Ladies and gentlemen, let me let you in on something. There are times that I speak to myself. Look at Danielle. <laughs> There are times that I speak to myself because the enemy is trying to flood my mind with thoughts that are not mine. Did you hear what I said? That are not mine. So I say, those are not my thoughts. Get out of here and shut up. You say, you're playing. I'm not playing. Let me tell you how you get your mind in check. Start speaking with your mouth. 
Because when you get them thoughts in your head and you seem like you can't shake them, when you begin, your mind will cut off and start listening to what your mouth is saying. So that's why I got to tell you one more again that it's very important about what you are speaking in your life because whatever you listen to is what you're going to believe. So you have to start speaking to yourself. I read in a Bible by the name, a man by the name of David, that when all hell broke loose in his life and it looked like his life was over, the Bible said he began to encourage himself in the Lord. While Ziglag was screaming at him, he began to encourage himself in the Lord. I can't get no help in here this morning. It's time you start encouraging yourself in the Lord. When you start getting depressed, it's, starting, it's time you start talking about how happy you are. Why? Because faith is by hearing. Faith is by hearing. And the enemy knows this, so his objective is to make your circumstances louder than what God said. Haven't you ever noticed that when God promises you something, it seems like the next stage in your life, the next thing that happens in your life is the cares of life screaming at you. They scream. Because he wants you to make, he wants you to get your mind off of what God said. Why? Go to the next note. That's the wrong one. Verse, uh, go right here. At 1 Peter 5 8, it says, If you cannot hear God's voice, then your faith begins to what? It begins to start. Write that down. If you cannot hear God's voice, then your faith begins to starve. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Something happens in your life, it's screaming at you, and what's the first thing you say? Well, have you been praying? Well, I just can't hear God's voice lately. Come on. I just can't hear God's voice lately. I just can't do this. I just, I just can't hear him. I just can't feel him anymore. That's the enemy's objective. Why? Because if you're not hearing God's voice... Your faith is beginning to starve because your faith feeds on God's voice. What he said in here and what he is speaking now in your life. That word right there, when it says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, that word, word right there is rhema. What kind of rhema? What does it mean to have a rhema word? It means that God speaks to you. He produces faith for a specific situation in your life. That means if the enemy is attacking your children, God gives you a rhema word, which means a specific word for your situation. Glory to God. That's why you've got to have the Word of God in your life. That's why you've got to know this Word. Because, you see, you got to understand, you don't go, listen, you don't go to where it talks about finances when you're battling sickness. Talk to me. You don't do that. 
You go to a rhema word. You listen for a rhema word. When God says, by, your, by my stripes you were healed. I am the Lord that healeth thee. That is a rhema word. That is a specific now word for your situation. When Hezekiah turned his head to the wall and prayed and said, God, remember all the things that you did before Isaiah even left the courtyard. God said, go back and give him another word that I'm going to spare him. I'm going to heal him. And I'm going to give him 15 more years on his life. What was that? That was a rhema word. So faith comes by hearing, hearing a rhema word, a specific word. Glory to God. I'm about to take off in this place. You see, you need to quit looking for scriptures that have nothing to do with your situation. You need to start looking for specific things. And you need to put them, put them on your cabinet, put them on your sofa, put them right before you when you wake up in the morning. I don't care what you got to do. As long as you get this in your mind that God cannot go back on his word. He can't change it. But he's forever bound to it. That means if he said he would do it, then he's going to do it. Because somebody give him praise in here this morning he's not a might if or maybe God he's not a sometimes will and sometimes won't I am sick of people saying that sometimes God does and sometimes he doesn't if you line up with the stipulations that God puts in his word he has to do it has to are you hearing me you want a good example if I pay my tithes, he has to provide for me. Y'all, y'all can sit back if you want to. He has to. Why? Because now I have now made him obligated. I have not. If I help somebody in need, he has to pay me back. Why? Because he said he would. If I'm dead to my sins. And I stand on his word, then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 has to be mine. In case you don't know what that is, that's by his stripes. We were healed. It has to be mine. So you see, so when the enemy starts screaming and tries to get your focus off of what God said, that's when you that's that's the time not to be quiet. Come on. I know you like to look cute on Sunday morning and all this. You like to look all reverence. You like to do all that. But let me tell you something. There's times in your life that you can't look cute about this thing. But you need to be crying with snot running down your face. Come on, somebody. You need to be crying out to God. That's when things begin to break loose in your life. Why? Because faith is becoming the loudest voice. My goodness. I can tell you why you're struggling by what you've been listening to. <laughs> Let me say it one more again. I can tell you why you're struggling by what you've been listening to. Some of you have been trying to get your life together listening to Oprah. It don't work. Y'all want a better one than that? Some of y'all been watching the doctors trying to get your health right. Some of you have been watching the stock market 
to get your finances right. Talk to me now. This is where all that comes from. So what do I need to be listening to the most? The Word. Proverbs 4.20. Listen to what God says here. Proverbs 4.20. Yes, I did. Let me read it. Proverbs 4.20. Let me turn there real quick. Y'all turn with me. There's Mary. Yes, Lord. Proverbs 4.20. Listen to what God says right here. He says, my son, attend to my words. Watch this. Incline. Somebody say incline. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Which is what? His word. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. How do I attend to him? How do I attend to his words? Why? By inclining my ears unto his saying. That definition incline, and I seen you pull that up a minute ago. Pull that up for me, Dave. The definition of incline. It means to what? Have a tendency to do something. So when God says, brothers, sisters, I want you to incline your ears unto my saying. He says, I want you to have a tendency to listen to what I say instead of what your situation is saying. I want you to have a tendency that when life is screaming at you, that you get louder or you make faith the loudest voice in your life. Because if you do these things, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to produce what you've been believing God for. Come on. You're going to produce what you've been believing God for. So when I make, listen, whatever you believe in God for, I want you to get it in your mind for a second. Think on it. If you got to close your eyes, close your eyes. And think, what am I believing God for? Okay. Is that the loudest voice in your life? Because the only way you're going to bring it forth is it has to be the loudest voice in your life. It has to be the one that you're inclining your ears or having the, the tendency to do something. So when the enemy tries to come and tries to make me to doubt God, I've made it a tendency to doubt his doubt. Y'all get that? And the enemy goes, what did he say? I doubt your doubt. Can he do that? You see, when the enemy tries to come to me and says that God is not going to do what he said he's going to do, I doubt that. I have a tendency. Why? Because I make sure that faith is the loudest voice in my life. That doesn't mean that sometimes I don't get down in the dumps, but I don't stay there. Are you listening to me? I don't stay there. I brush myself off. I, I encourage myself in the Lord. There are times I look in the mirror and say, you're going to be everything God's called you to be. You say, you're crazy. Why? You do the same thing. But the opposite. Some of you look in the mirror sometimes and go, oh, Lord. 
but you need to start prophesying. That word prophesy literally means to speak the word. doesn't mean you have to be a prophet. It means you speak the word. So God says it's very important that you train your hearing to drown out what life is saying and to be in tune with what my word is saying. Because if you're in tune to that, then you're going to produce the word. So watch this. The more I hear the word, the more I'm going to produce it. The less I hear the word, the less I'm going to produce it. Why? Because faith is by. Mm-mm-mm. So let me say this again. So God says, have or make a tendency to make faith the loudest voice when the cares of life are screaming. So. Let's, let's just stop for a second. Why is it so important what I'm hearing? I know faith is by hearing. I know all that. You've told me that. But, but really, why is it so important? Why not what I'm seeing? Right? I'll tell you why. God's word, his power in his word is by what? His voice. Watch this. The power of God's word is in his voice. Why is the enemy so focused on what you're saying? Because the image and likeness you're created in spoke everything into existence. So God, the power of God's word is in his voice. And speaking or sound is directly connected to what? Not seeing, hearing. I might can make out maybe what you're saying by reading your lips, but it's going to be hard. But my hearing is directly connected to what you're saying. That's why the enemy is attacking what you're hearing. That's why the loudest voice in your life, he doesn't want it to be what God is saying. He doesn't want it to be the word. He wants it to be what he's screaming at you. Why? Because he knows it's directly connected to what you're hearing. Well, what about what I'm seeing? The Bible never says it matters what I'm seeing. But the Bible's very clear it matters what I'm hearing. You see, faith comes by what? Hearing. And we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. So in other words, we walk by what we hear, not by what we see. Oh, God, I'm fixing to preach right now. You say, why? Because what God has promised you, you haven't seen it, you. Hey, come on, somebody. You heard what God said. So it doesn't matter what you're seeing around you. What I am seeing around me makes no difference whatsoever. I'm not moved by it. I'm not persuaded by it. I'm not swayed by this thing because I'm going by what I heard. So as long as I keep what I heard, which is the voice of God, right before me, then it doesn't matter. It makes no difference what I'm seeing. enemy wants to come to you and say, oh, look around, look around, look around. No, I don't care what's going around. I don't care what I'm seeing. Oh, it don't look like God's going to do it. It don't matter. Because God doesn't operate by what I see. He operates by what I hear. 
Why? Because God brings anything in your life by what? Faith. He cannot bring it to you unless you believe Him. You better hear me. God cannot bring anything into your life unless you believe Him. You were not saved until you believed. Amen? So God, you say, God said He's going to bless me. Well, He can't bless you until you believe He's going to bless you. Well, God said He's going to heal. Well, that's fine. But He cannot bring that healing to you unless you believe Him for it. Why? Because God does not move by any other fashion than by faith. What's my job? Many people think it's God's job to build your faith. The Bible says that God gave every man a measure of faith. It's up to you what you do with that measure. It's up to you what you do with that measure. So it's not up to God to build your faith. It's up to you to pay attention to what you're hearing. How do I build my faith? I pay attention to what I'm hearing. I get the Word of God in me. I say the Word of God. I begin to read the Word of God, and I get it on the inside of me. I told you it's that inner voice on the inside of me. And what happens? It begins to produce faith. And what happens? Then what I've been believing God for begins to manifest before my very eyes. Hey, hey. So I go by what I heard, not by what I see. Because what I heard has the power to change what I see. Glory to God. Notice God told you. He didn't show it before your eyes. He didn't, say, he didn't show you a paper here and say, here, here's, here, here's where you turn off. Here's what you do this, this, this. No, he didn't do that. But he spoke it. In your inner man. The definition of faith is divine persuasion. So when he done that, that was the very moment you quit going by what you see. The very moment. Some of you right now are a little discouraged because you're not seeing what God said. Whoop de doo. You want to know? Watch this. I want everybody to listen very close. You want to know how you get what you want to see? By focusing on what you hear. Then you're going to be saying, Brother, I'm seeing it. Seeing is not faith, seeing is the manifestation of faith. I better quit. Glory to God. Go to John eleven thirty seven for me. It said, and some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? And Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, come to the grave. And it was a cave and a stone laid upon it. And Jesus said, take away the stone and Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for how many days? 
I want you to pay attention to that. Go on to the next one. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou would believe, somebody say faith, thou should see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place. And where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast what? Mm, pay attention to that. I knew that you would. Me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Go to the next one. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with what? Say it one more time. So he didn't whisper it. Oh, okay. So he wasn't cute with it. Okay. So he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Somebody say, when he set you free, he set you all the way free. Hallelujah. That many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen these things which Jesus did and did what? Believed on him. So you've got a situation right now. Go to the first note, Dave. So you've got a situation right now that the grave was screaming. Come on now. Death was screaming. Everybody's saying it can't be done. So you realize, you understand that Jesus is standing before this stone here, before this big boulder here, looking at this thing, and grave is screaming, he's not coming out. Death is screaming that it's over. Somebody get this in here this morning. But what does Jesus do? He goes and cries in the corner. No, that's not what he did. What did Jesus do? He got louder than the situation. Oh my goodness. Come on, somebody. He got louder. Why? Because faith must be the loudest voice. He didn't get cute with this thing. And like I said earlier, some of y'all have been too cute with what the enemy has done to you. Some of you have been too cute about your circumstances. You can't play these little bitty whisper prayers. Sometimes you've got to get loud with this thing. And what did Jesus do? He became the loudest voice. He said, Lazarus. Come forth. What was he doing? He was making faith the loudest voice. I don't care if your circumstances are screaming right now. I don't care if life is screaming at you. You can get louder, I promise you. Why was he doing this? Because there was a voice inside of Jesus that was screaming. Go to the next note. There was a voice inside of Jesus that was screaming, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Are you understanding me in here this morning? When you get faith on the inside of you, when you live by faith instead of just visiting faith, when situations come up within you, there's going to be a voice inside of you that begins to scream, I am healed, I am blessed. I am coming out of this. There's going to be a voice, and it's time you let that voice come out of you. Come on, somebody. It's time you let that voice become the loudest voice in your life. When the enemy says it's over, there's a voice inside of you. And let me know who you is. It is God Almighty inside of you saying, it's not over until I say it's over.
death in the grave was screaming. You notice Jesus told Mary earlier, and Martha, he said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. So while he went to that tomb and everybody was screaming in death and the grave was screaming, there was a voice on the inside of him that was louder saying, I am the resurrection. Glory, come on somebody. I am the life and I have the power over this thing. His faith produced something because it was the loudest voice in the situation. I want you to put, I want a note right here. I don't know if I got it up here. But I want you to understand and write this in your notes that the Bible says that Jesus took his eyes off of what was in front of him. And the Bible says he looked up towards heaven. That's a key point. Because it's time some of you get your eyes off of what's going on around you and start looking up to Jesus. Are you hearing me? It's time you start looking up to God because that's where your salvation's coming from. That's where your help is. The Bible says, I lift my eyes up unto the hill from whence my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I'm not moved by what I see. Because I've heard his voice. Now here's a, here's a place where you can write down what I always tell you. One word from God can change everything. Somebody say, hey, one word from God can change everything. So Jesus took his eyes off of the situation. And up towards heaven. And he let faith become the loudest voice. While the enemy was screaming, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. You're going to look foolish when you cry out for him and he's not going to come out. Don't y'all hear voices like that all the time? Oh, you better not take a stand for God because God might not come through. Wrestle with that every day. Oh, you better not step out. You better not do anything crazy because God might not show up. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been sent by the Lord to tell you that that's exactly when God shows up. When you step out of yourself. Come on. When you step out in faith and say, God, if you don't do it, there ain't no way it's going to happen. That's when God does it. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's when God does it. That's why I've made up my mind I'm going to live in the impossible because that's where God lives. You want to live in the natural? That's fine. But I want to live in the impossible. I want to live in the realm where people say, you can't have that. That's where I want to live because that's where God is. Now, there's another way. Watch this. There's another way to be loud. If you look up the definition loud, you'll read about the one I've been telling you. But there's also another definition like this jacket. Hey, hey, this jacket is loud. What's wrong with my jacket? No, I'm kidding. This jacket is loud. It means it stands out. 
it's not normal. Come on. So, in other words, it's Crockett. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, hey. Now, watch what Jesus did. Jesus heard about it. Listen, Jesus heard about his friend that was near death four days earlier. But he didn't show up. Why? Because faith was about to be loud in another way also. The writer here makes it clear. He wants you to make sure how many days it is that Lazarus laid in the tomb. Because by Jewish traditions, they still believe that you could come back within three days. But four was impossible. Are y'all getting this? Four said, ain't no way it's going to happen. Oh, all hope is gone now. You see, but faith was about to be loud in another way. Oh, what happened? Jesus let faith show off. He said, Father, I know that you always hear me, but I said it out loud just to show off with this thing, just to show them that you have sent me, and they that believe on me will have resurrection, life, and power on the inside of them. Lazarus, come forth, even though it's past hope, even though it's past the time that you can come forth, I command you to come forth, and guess what happened? Faith become loud in another way. Yes, go to that last note there, Dave. If it looks impossible, if it looks too hard, if it's decayed by now, good. Get loud with your faith. Glory to God. Y'all missed the time to shout right there. Get loud with your faith. Glory to God. Who wants to catch it and get anointed? Listen. If your situation looks too hard, good. Rejoice about it. Say, you crazy. No, I'm making sense. Because I'm telling you, that's where God operates in. You see, I don't want my faith just to be loud in a vocal standpoint, but I also want my faith to be loud like that jacket. I want it to stand out. When I bring forth stuff into my life by the faith that I have in God, I want people to say there's no other way it could have been done than it be by God Almighty because I knew his life. I knew where it came from. It had to be God. Ladies and gentlemen, by the time Jesus was said and done, there was, no, there was no argument on how Lazarus came forth. The Bible said they believed on him after that. God gave you faith to be loud. He gave you faith to be loud vocally and to be loud in your life. People ought to look at you, look at your life, and see what faith is like. You've heard me say this before. You want to reach the lost? There's no greater way to reach the lost than for them to see your fruits. That's the best thing. Why? Because they go by what they see. You can tell them about Jesus all day long, but you've got to show them Jesus. And not only that, you've got to show him who he is. You gotta show him as the healer.
you got to show him as the deliverer. you got to show him as the provider because that's who he is, ladies and gentlemen. You can't separate him from that. Are you listening to me? You can't take healing out of the equation because if you do, then he's not who he says he is. You can't take deliverance out of the equation because if you do, then it's not who he says he is. You see, you can't take bits and parts of God. You've got to take all of him. And ladies and gentlemen, if you know him like I know him, you want all of him. Can you say amen? You want all that he can give you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have you been quiet lately? Come on. There was no pressure. Things were going good and you was praising God and worshiping and had your Sunday best on. But now there's some things that's attacked you. Certain areas of your life. And now you've got quiet. You don't praise like you used to. Hmm. You don't shout like you used to shout. You're not too eager to tell me what God said he's going to do anymore. Turn your in, turn, not your enemy, turn to your neighbor and say, why did you allow the enemy to shut you up? Why'd you do it? Because I'm telling you, that's when you need to be shouting the most. When you, come on somebody. I know they don't preach at this more this anymore, but let me tell you again, it's still the word. That's when you when you feel the pressure, when you feel the persecution, that's when you need to be shouting the most. That's when you need to be praising the most. When you feel all the pressure being weighed down on you, that's when you need to be glorifying God the most because that's when faith needs to be its loudest, is when it needs to come forth. So if it looks impossible, get loud with it. Looks too hard. Get loud with it. Is it dead now? Get loud with it. Somebody turn your neighbor and say, get loud with it. That sounds like a rap song, get loud with it. Get loud with it. Open your Bible up and start declaring what God said. See, the enemy don't want you to start speaking the voice of God in your mouth. Because the Bible says that angels minister the voice of God. That's in your Bible. So watch this. So when I start speaking the voice of God, the word of God in my life, then what happens? Angels start ministering that word. You create your world by what you speak. Because you speak what you've heard. Somebody come up and tickle the piano. Glory to God. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Praise the name of the Lord.